L-I-W, The Walking Dead Review is brought to you by Arby's Online Marketing Team. A marketing team so good they hope you forget what the food is like at Arby's. L-I-W, The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead Review. Hello, hello, citizens. How's it going? I'm pretty good. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not really that boring. So today's episode of The Walking Dead is 103. Tell it to the frogs. Those little froggy guys. Tell to them. You talk to them. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me, Shane. Shane Neal. Shane Shanerson. I'm Phoenix West. Welcome to LAW The Walking Dead Review. I'm so fucking out of order with this intro. Holy shit. I could not be more ill-prepared. I just, I've been sitting here for like 25, 30 minutes, or maybe an hour, I don't know, and I'm like, I need to start fucking recording. I, I'm working on so many different things right now. I got these, I got Walking Dead Review, I got um, LAW Improv Theater, I'm starting up, and I just did an episode last night, I want to do another one, um, and I'm starting to shoot American, episode eight, I have Shitty Movie Showdown, I'm trying to, you know, push uh, some sort of, some sort of small storyline I'm trying to work on, I don't know. And I'm also trying to do Hack from the Future episode two, so I'm just like all the fuck over the place right now. Just a little bit of a, I need like a secretary that works for free because I can't afford to pay him. I, that's right, I said him. I can't afford to pay him. I'm a male secretaryist. I, I don't believe in female secretaries because they get you in trouble. <sighs> I don't really believe that. I don't give a shit. Anyway, so this episode picks up with Merle on the rooftop. He's going insane. He's losing his fucking mind. He starts talking to people who aren't there. I don't, you, you don't know how long he's been up there, maybe a day or two. He's going crazy in the sun. He's not having any food or water. Not a good recipe for keeping your mind together. He's freaking out, and he's just screaming. And he hears a bunch of zombies hitting the door, and then they open it, but there's like a chain on it. I don't know why there's a there's like a chain latch, like you see at someone's fucking house, like those old latch, those old chi chi, those old chi thing. That's right, those old cheese. Whatever the fuck those are. Those old uh, chains, you, you put it in a little slot and you slide it over in hotels. I don't know. I never see, I haven't seen one in a house in 26 years, but they used to be in everyone's house. I haven't seen one, though. But this roof access door has a fucking chain <laughs> for some fucking reason. Or was it the chain around the door? I don't know. Maybe I'm just making it up. Maybe I just want it to be that. I don't know. Maybe it was a really, like, a thick chain. I don't fucking know. I should probably stop talking about it then, right? Um, the... Yeah, so the zombies are moving it. They're opening up the door. They're going to get through in a second here. He's starting to realize that. He starts looking around. He's like, ah, shit. He sees the hatchet. And you know where this is going to go. This this comic, I should say, loves cutting off, cutting off hands. They love cutting off hands. It's a big fan of it. Everyone gets their hands cut off. Just just nobody has hands by the end of the last season of it. It's people running around, not getting along with each other with no hands. And they're just kicking each other. And then they have to start going after feet. Because they're like, our hands are gone. And all the zombies are dead. Let's cut off each other's feet then. And the guy's like, no, no, I got a foot fetish. And he's like, exactly, you can take it with you. He's like, nah, they need to be attached. It's part of the deal. It's a whole foot fetish thing. Foot, you're not a foot fetishist. You don't know what I'm talking about. Just go ahead and leave the feet there. And they're like, all right, fine. Why do we let this goddamn weirdo be in control? I don't know. Ah, we make such bad decisions without hands. Hands, hands were the things that made us make good decisions. Now we got to sit in a room. And it's really hard to do things without feet. I, th- I really think we should uh, touch back on this feet thing because it really does provide a disincentive for people. If you remove their feet, they're just like, oh, shit, I don't want to do that because then they might take my feet. 
So maybe we should let's let's think about it. Let's compare the, the pros and cons for the uh, fetishists over here versus the uh, you know crime deterrent over here, and then we'll get back to you and we'll think about it. And so that's how that would go if you were in that world. Um, talking so they're talking so much later on at the at the campfire at the, back at camp with Daryl and or not Daryl, oh, yeah Daryl and uh, Glenn and all them blah blah blah. Glenn's not there. What the fuck am I talking about? Like Shane and Lori and motherfucking Carl, and I cannot think of names right now. These fucking people are all back there. Um, It's a lot of people. Amy and Carol, Sophia. What's the one dude's name? I don't fucking... I can't think of names right now. I am just at a loss for words. Lost for names. They're talking so much, I just stopped paying attention. And I was like, oh, fuck, what am I doing? I I watched this at like 3 in the morning, and I was like... I guess I should like think about making like writing a script or something. I, 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 whoa, I'm watching the show. I forgot. And then Glenn arrives with his alarm going off in the car, the one from Breaking Bad, um, Walt, Walt Jr.'s car. Uh, it's a good old reference to it for no fucking reason, even though you you know lit the car on fire. I think didn't he? Or maybe maybe that was a different one. Anyway, yeah, that was the one Walt had. Anyway, the. Um, Rick finds uh, Lori and Carl. It, he's, it's like this big moment. It's all slow motion. And he's like, oh, and they hug. Shane looks all pissed off. So I, I thought when I, I think I talked about this in the show before. I thought he met his family at the end of the episode one, which, uh, which means episode one would have a fucking lot in it because I knew about all the stuff with the tank and all the stuff with uh, Merle. And it just didn't make any sense. I really didn't think about like how season one was structured and how much it wouldn't make sense for him to, you know, see his family in the first episode. I guess maybe I was thinking that when they went back is when they got Merle in handcuffs, but that would make sense. That would mean they went back twice and I don't want to see them there three fucking times because going back twice means they're there three times. Figure that out. Figure it out. Do the math guys. Come on. Stay, stay with me. That's me talking myself out of saying the wrong number. That's what that was. The, um, uh, there's a campfire that night. They're all you know huddled up. Um, Ed is a total fucking asshole. And he puts a log in the fire, and Shane's like, "Dude, stop it! We need to keep it down. We need to stay. You know, we can't be as visible as you as you want to be." He's like, "Fuck you!" He's a total piece of shit. He's the guy you kill first if you get the chance. And then later later that night after the campfire, um, Shane, um, excuse me, Rick and Lori are laying in bed. They're having a boring fucking conversation about like I knew I'd find I knew I'd find you, Lori. You didn't understand. She's like, yeah, 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 I get it. You had to stay positive. He's like, no, no, I knew it. I just like knew it. You know, he sounds like a sixteen-year-old telling his girlfriend that he loves her when she's like, I don't really plan on keeping this any longer than like maybe past prom for a couple of days. I don't. He's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I, like, fucking love you. You don't fucking get it, you stupid bitch. I fucking love, I, like, love you. I had, like, a dream, and it was, like, this girl who kind of reminded me of you. I don't I don't want to say it was you, but I was like, I'm going to interpret it as you. So it was like, I knew it was forever, you know, forever. This is going to last forever. What do you mean you don't love me back? What do you, I'm fucking done with you, you fucking, oh, oh. And then he runs off. But this was like, he's just like, I love you. And she's like, yeah, that's great. She doesn't really seem that into it. It's weird because she's, you know, got a little bit of guilt. And they're talking and they're talking and they start having sex. And they're like, Carl's, Carl's literally right there. And she, she's like, he won't wake up. And I'm like, how do you know he won't wake up? Did you fuck Shane in front of your son? That's weird. You're, that's weird. That's, don't fuck. I understand fucking Rick, which is still kind of weird to me. But in this world, you know, do what you got to do. But when it's Shane, that's, and you're trying to hide it from him. 
that's not the way to do that. It's not the way to go about that. It's, it's, I know, she doesn't say that she fucked Shane right in front of him, but that's kind of what I gathered. Unless she was just loudly flicking it at night when he was sleeping. She's like, oh, no, he'll sleep through anything. I had I found a dildo, and it was like, and it was, he just slept right through it. Did not wake up. And I was screaming like like a zombie was after me. He didn't even wake up. He's actually kind of irresponsibly um, a heavy sleeper. It's kind of a concern we should talk to him about, although that means we can't have sex anymore. So, you know, you really got to, again, weigh the pros and cons of this, the fetish versus the uh, the reality of the world. I don't, I don't know. You, we'll, we'll, you know, put that on the agenda, too. We'll have someone take minutes next time, and we'll get back to it. So I have a big city council meeting planned for these people for some fucking reason. They, uh, they know about the world like this. So they know they're zombies, right? They know everything is death, and they're surrounded by danger non-fucking-stop. And I was thinking well, during the sex scene, because um, I, I don't like sex scenes. I'm a weird guy. I don't, this isn't like a sexy sex scene either. It's like there's a fucking child right there. So I don't want to see shit. I don't want, I don't want them to even do it. I don't, they can say, let's have sex and then cut. And I'd be like, ugh, that was still weird. Too weird for me. Anyway, they, um, the point is they know the world is zombies. They know it's nonstop danger, non, literally nonstop, doesn't end, doesn't go away, doesn't stop. And she has sex with, Shane and Rick, okay, in like the same fucking day or two, okay, which is, you know, do what you got to do, um, you know, I went to college, I understand, the point is, she's pregnant later, and she gives birth to Judith, and there's a whole thing there, but uh, you, you know this part, I'm not really spoiling this, I won't say what happens, who gives a shit, the point is, she is pregnant because of one of these two men, recklessly blowing loads up inside her, so much so that both of them must have done it, so that she's not really sure whose kid it was. So they're both just blowing fucking loads up in her? Like, what the fuck is wrong with them? They know what the world is. They know there's zombies everywhere. And they're like, yep, better blow my fucking load up in this girl, because you know what happens when I do that? I get, like, this big ball of danger. I get this big, little, little not big, I get this little ball of danger, this little screaming ball of hungry, hungry danger. It's just, just a constant struggle for it to live. Every single second is, is, is painful for us. So I can't imagine what it's like for a fucking baby who can't do anything about it. It's a big ordeal now. I'm going to create this because I'm just going to, you know what? Because I don't feel like pulling out and blowing my load over some leaves. Okay. That's not, that's not into me. I don't have, I don't have that. That's not one of my fetishes. I like fetish eye, fetishy. That's not one of my fetishes. I just want to blow loads up in, up in ladies. Condomless. She's not in birth control. She's not in anything. There is no control. There is no birth control there because there is no control. There's nothing. You can't hold on to anything anymore. And you're just blowing loads up there like carelessly like, yep, this is what we're doing. I'm just shooting things up in there. See what happens. You know, pray, cross my fingers. <laughs> uh, not willing to pull out, though. Nope. I am not a pull out guy. Whatever happened to a nice blowjob after sex? So you don't have to do worry about the mess. That's that's what I do. That's what I prefer. You don't have to think about it. You just, you know, and you take care of it that way. And then it's gone. You don't have to, you're not worried. You're not blowing loads in places. You shouldn't be blowing loads in these situations. Holy shit, don't do that, obviously. This this show got really filthy, and I do not apologize because it is the reality of the show. It really is. This is, this is what happens in the show. One of these two guys, actually both, blow loads up in her, and then she gives birth later. That's what fucking happens in this show, so it's not me being ridiculous. It actually fucking happens. This is the plot of the show. Yes, think about it. This happened. Carl screams um, later that, that day, or the next day, I should say. After the load blowing, and then he screams, they run after her. They, he, they find a deer, and it's being eaten by a zombie. 
And then they beat it down like that scene from Office Space when they're beating up the fucking printer. And then uh, the PC load letter printer. And then um, Daryl shows up and he's all mad. This is where we meet Daryl. And then he's tracking the deer for like 10 miles or some shit. But he's got a bunch of squirrels on him. They're going to eat that. And then, uh, yeah, that's how we meet him. So we're introduced. So the new characters in this episode are Jim, Carol, Ed, Sophia, Daryl. Okay, those are all. that's all of them. And nobody dies. I make a list every single episode of the current characters, the new characters, and then the deaths. And I put that all in one list and at the end of it, and then I unhighlight anyone who died. So I have this long-ass list by the end of it. It's what I did for the comic when I did the comic review and this show. So this is what I'm going to do through this run-through. So it's going to be fun. Okay. So they tell Daryl that Merle is gone. And, you know, Daryl freaks out, he punches Rick, and then they get in a fight, and they calm him down, and like they decide to go after Merle, and then Glenn and T-Dog are going to go with him. And then they tell Lori, um, he tells Lori that he b- dropped a bag of guns, and that's what they're going back for, so he tells Shane to, and then he has to go back to get the walkie-talkie in the bag to talk to Morgan, because he's like, there's a guy out there who helped me, if he didn't help me, I'd be dead. I don't know why he's a South Park character. He, I'd be dead. You don't understand, I'd be dead. She's like, all right, what the fuck ever, dude? Just get the fuck out of my face. God damn. If you leave, I have someone else to blow loads in me. That's that's all I apparently want. So he, they decide to go back. Um, There's a whole, after this whole fucking trade sequence that was unnecessary with Dale for some bolt cutters, and they left his tools back on the roof. They're going back for that because that's where Merle is anyway. And they're like, we'll bring that back, and we'll bring you back. He's like, you, Dale's like, will you give me this? You got to give me some, uh, I get to pick a gun out of the bag you bring back. He's like, all right. And then Jim's like, no, sweeten the deal here. How about a radiator hose from your that truck right there? Because this RV needs one. How about some uh, a future first-round draft pick and some cash? You know, maybe a little bit of a uh, little favor on my way? I don't know. It's like a fucking NBA trade. Like, goddamn. Just like a gun and a radiator hose. Let's be done with this scene. I don't know why you have to extend it so long. I just felt like they're going to be like, you're on the clock. Here we go. And I picked the uh, radiator hose and the uh, with the first round for the first pick. And then, yep, we're going to head out. And we're going to, oh, well, you can't have that without giving me some uh, some cash on the side. I don't fucking care. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm done talking about this. Women, the women are all cleaning the clothes in the, in the river, lake, whatever the fuck it is. Um, I, I had to look it up because I'm like, why are there mountains? Are there mountains in by Atlanta? And there is. So... So if you're curious about that, there are. I looked into it. Yep. So North Georgia Mountains, I believe they're called. Um, I don't give a shit about Georgia. I don't. I've driven through it a few times. I don't remember mountains, but you know, you know, that's. I was like 18, 19, so I probably don't fucking remember. That's fine. So, um, yep. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they're all cleaning clothes in the river or lake, whatever the fuck it is. And Shane and Carl are fishing for frogs, hunting frogs. Do you do you can you fish for anything else? I mean, I know people use that word when they're like, "Go fishing for women" or something like that. But do you, like when you're hunting frogs, when you're when you're looking, when you're trying to gather frogs, are you hunting them or fishing them? Or if they're in, if they're in water, is it always fishing? Is even if they're not fish, is it is it hunting? Can you water hunt? I don't, I don't know how this works. I'm not I'm not an outdoorsman. I don't know. I'm just curious. Anyway, they're uh, trying to get frogs. And that's the title of the episode. It's the frogs thing. So they're talking about it, and the women are all talking about what they miss. And Andrea's like, "I miss my vibrator," and they're like, "Wow!" And Carol's like, "Me too." And they're all exploding in laughter. Ed shows up, and he's like, "What are you laughing at, fucking bitch? Goddamn women!" 
women are women are and he's like just total misogynist. He's a dick to him all basically. Um, Lori takes Carl away from Shane. Um, she's pissed, a little bit pissed, and then uh, he says he wants to talk, and she's like, "You told me he was dead." And he's like, "I want to talk." She's like, "Tell it to the frogs," which is the title of this episode. But he totally fucking told her that Rick died, which makes you see Lori in a whole different light. That she wasn't just going for it because she loved him. She was just going for it because it's literally all she had to survive. She was an opportunist. And I kind of, I kind of, I see where she's coming from. In a world where you don't have any survival skills in this sort of, in this sort of light, you know, I wouldn't know how to survive on my own. I'd probably attach myself to a big burly gay guy who knows how to survive in the wild. That's fine. That's the way I would do it. It's the way people survive in prison, okay? Don't judge me. Don't fucking judge me. I do what I want. I do what I need to do in prison. Don't fucking judge me, okay? I don't need it from you. So that's I don't blame her. So do what you got to do. I get it. Um, Andrea stands up to Ed, and then she's like, "Don't fucking talk to her like that, bitch." She calls him a bitch. It's very weird. No, she doesn't. But then Ed freaks out. He smacks Carol. Shane is obviously mad because of what Lori just said to him, and she told him to fuck off basically. So Shane shows up and he beats the living shit out of Ed. He beats him so bad that he gave him makeup. He gave him like yellow and pink makeup. It's weird in the next scene. It's very strange. He beat him so hard that he just like. Beat makeup onto his face. I didn't know that was possible. Maybe in this zombie apocalypse, you can beat somebody to makeup face. It's weird. I bet if you keep hitting him, he would turn into a mime. That's right. He would just go full mime. And if he keep, if he just kept, there we go. If he kept hitting him, he like past mime. He it was, his nose would turn red, and he would get an afro that's different colors, and he would just you know become a, a full on clown. You just get more makeup on you when you get beaten in this apocalypse world. That's fine. That's just one of the rules they're setting up very early on in the show, and I appreciate that. Episode 103, from here on out, if you get beat, you're going to turn to uh, some sort of weird jester. I don't know. That's, that's what they're setting up, clearly. So they decide to get Merle first before the bag of guns because of something. I think it's closer, and then the guns are easier to exit from. I think it's what they're thinking. I think if they go for the guns first, the zombies will come after them, and then if they go in the building, they'll, they'll get surrounded again. So it makes sense. It really does. And they go into the store. They snoop. They like stealthily go through the store, and it looks like the SWAT team. They're like doing the little sim, you know, hands, fingers to your eyes, and then pointing and like doing guys doing the fist thing. It's like on on three, two, two, three, and they're like moving around, and then just like kicking in doors and shooting people, and not really knowing that happened. But they are like stealthily going through the building. They go up to the top. And they see that he's gone. And then, but his hand is there. And there's blood everywhere. And you're like, oh, shit. Shit did not go well for Merle. Merle is no longer there. (sighs) It makes you, I want to see that scene where he's just cutting off his own goddamn hand. That's got to be so fucking brutal. Even worse than the pain is the fact that you have to do it yourself. That's so much worse for me. I mean, I know I've, I've never cut off a hand yet. Hopefully never. But I, I just can't imagine the reality where you have to go, I have to do this now to myself. That fucking blows. I don't want to do that at all. But here we go. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, this hurts, but I'm doing it to myself. Why am I doing this? Or you're like, I have to. Oh, God. And you just keep got. You got to keep going. And I'm like, do you cut it off halfway and then try to pry it out and try to rip it off the rest? I don't know. There's got to be a point where you're passing out. And I, I feel like he's smarter than I would be in the situation. He put it on the tourniquet first with his belt, which they set up in the next episode. And I would have been like halfway through my wrist and be like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm getting really woo. Uh, and I would have died. I would have goddamn died because I'm too stupid to put the tourniquet on first. I, I am that dumb 
especially in this situation where you're desperate, you're in a hurry because the zombies are coming in and you're not thinking right because you have to cut off your own hand. So if you're thinking right, when you're about to cut off your own hand, you're fucked. You don't want to, you will never come back from that. If you were thinking correctly, you need to be some sort of delirious. So it's almost good that he's sun like fucked up from the sun and lack of food and water. It's almost good. It's almost better for him in this situation to be fucked up. It's like like people who are super depressed do a lot of drugs and drink. They just they just can't deal with that shit and be sober at the same time because it is alarmingly creepy and scary and dangerous. And anyway, that's my mental health opinions. You know how that goes. Anyway, guys, until next time. And in the meantime, I am Phoenix West. Go to youtube.com slash loitering in Wonderland for more shows. All our video shows. Subscribe. Rate and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Satchel. That's right, Satchel. I always say it and then have to go, is that the right name? Fuck it. It's Satchel. Satchel Podcast Player. Look on your phone. LAWstudios.com. So check them all out. And I appreciate it, guys. And until next time, and in the meantime, so long, citizens.